what we do here is go back, 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 back. The shittiest part about it, the Raiders are no longer the only NFL team with a championship in L.A., so... Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. Football is over. It's a sad, sad day. We had one hell of a last final game. Uh, and we will touch on, on all of that. But before we do, Andrew, how are you and your Glacier Freeze? Mm-hmm. Glacier Gator Freeze. Anyway. Yeah, it's a good call. Doing good, man. I too am sad that um, football is over. The one thing that I hold on to is the um, you know free agencies coming up, um, and it's draft season officially now. And also for any, you know, I love I'm a lover of most sports, um, but college basketball um, is March Madness is almost here. I'm one of those that I don't pay attention at all during the regular season of college basketball, and then I just then I get into March Madness as if I've been paying attention the whole time um so we got some cool things you know coming up that at least we can keep us entertained but you know it's officially the off season we have about i mean what six you know five or six months until we get into training camp preseason stuff like that so we haven't yet approached the dog days of summer so let's just hold on until then but i'm doing good i'm in a darker room here our house is being staged or still staged we sold it um, breaking news, I am moving out of the Bay Area, thank goodness, because the organization, our podcast, Raider Take Podcast, um, decided to relocate me to Paradise. Um, so then Mike and I can have a little bit more, um, you know, more live content where we can just really expand our brand. So um, it was a tough decision, um, but the Raider Take Podcast organization led by our uh, CEO, Micah, decided to relocate me. And that's just part of the game, right? When you invest your career in something, then you have to be adaptable and willing to make these changes. So that's what's happening. I didn't break the news to you yet, but we are localizing pay. So you will be, uh, you will be seeing a little bit of pay. We have not talked about that actually. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think we'll, we'll get that all ironed out. I haven't seen the paperwork just yet, but yeah. So we're going to cover, just recap the Super Bowl here. I know Mike and I had um, some profits that we hit on. Um, So we'll go through those. I'll share with, with you all the the bets that I made um, for the game as well. Um, We'll recap the game. And then, um, you know, we got some Raider news. We want to talk about Derek Carr, potential contract extension that we'll get into. So let's get right into it. Um, Well, our prop bets, I know that we had, um, you know, for MVP, you and I both took the quarterbacks for each team. Um, I took Burrow, you took Stafford. Um, Cooper Cup won. Okay, so we both lost that one. And then, we both took the same on over under um, passing yards for each quarterback. So we are very similar result there. Now, unfortunately there were two that we were different, different, differed on. We differed on, and I did not, I was over two on that one. So, you know, pretty, uh, pretty electric heads or tails. It was heads. Micah, you won. Congratulations. Okay. Popping it up for you. Now, the contentious one is the national anthem because it was over under 95 seconds. So those keeping track at home, that's a minute and 35 seconds. And 
she was running the six minute offense, you know, actually the two minute offense, you right. She was running the two minute offense, like for a minute, she was ripping through the national anthem. And then it got to like the final, the home of the free, you know, that type, that, that end of the song. And she held on to that sucker for so long. And we were, obviously we were keeping track of it. I was feeling good through about a minute 10. And then she just decided to hold on to the last note for another 40 seconds, you know, and that one hurt. I got crushed on that one. I felt like I was going to be able to at least take one of those from you. And I lost. So maybe you fixed the, the, the match, Mike, I'm not sure what you paid her, but that was heartbreaking. Yeah, that, that was definitely rough um, on your end. It was great for me. I, it was rough for me too, going, like as we were going into it, because you were right. There was at a minute and 10 seconds. And I'm like, there's 12 seconds left to this song. And she's on like the second to the last like note for that song. And she just holds on. I'm like, okay, keep going, keep going. We had a, we had a stopwatch on my phone going. So we're like watching it as it's, as it's going up. Oh man, I, I never, it was so electric. Like that was, that was the, the beginning of an electric day when it came to, you know, the final game and stuff like that. It really set the tone early, but we were just, we were sitting in Dan's kitchen just with the timer going, just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Or I was, and you're like, what the hell are you doing? And she just keeps dragging it out. It was, it was pretty fantastic. It's all you could have asked for outside yeah. of you losing. Outside of me losing, no, and it, I mean, it, it made it interesting. It was just, it was disheartening, to be perfectly honest. I was like, man, I got this in the bag. And then, nope, it's just like stairway to heaven. You know, it was, it, the song just never ends. That's what it felt like, you know. But yeah, you won the prop bet. And then, you know, before we get into the game recap, I'll share with you a few, a few that I made that I really actually, I forgot to tell you day of, but I'll give you my losers first. Okay. I want to, I want to end on top here. Um, so I did, I bet the first, or no, this was the game. So I bet, uh, over 46 and a half points. So this is a parlay over 46 and a half and the bagel bagels. I'm hungry. And the bangles, um, plus six. So bangles covered that 46 and a half. Okay. And it was going down and it was 23, 20 in the bank. I'm like, oh, perfect. I'm like, bangles are going to kick a goal. Um, and then we go to overtime or bangles score touchdown. I cover No. Here comes Aaron Donald, just wrecking shop. So lost that one. Yeah, I did bet the heads or tails. Lost that one pretty quickly. Okay, so I'm feeling pretty bad. And then I also I was feeling froggy. Okay, this is obviously you feel confident pregame. I did over under 47 and a half, which we know didn't hit. And I also took the Bengals to win. So I was like, man, if the Bengals go down and score a touchdown right towards the end. 27 23 there's the over there's the Bengals. that would have been nice didn't happen so um a lot was riding on that final drive and it you know unfortunately for me didn't work but let me tell you the ones that did happen okay dude this was this was like a layup for me and i'm not an under guy i want everyone to know if, if you know anything about me i life's too short to bet to bet the under i had to on this one okay uh, i didn't envision losing all the other ones right but i'm like i gotta have the gimme and this was Joe Burrow under 11 and a half rushing yards. I was like, boom, took that. I don't even think he had one rushing yard, but it was like, it was coming from, I believe, you know, the Chiefs and the Titans game where he escaped, had a couple, um, had a couple first down conversions, things like that. I'm like, taking that under, catch that one, boom. 
And then there was Joe Mixon over 61 and a half rushing yards. Um, and I believe he ended up 72. Okay. He made it close, but 72 rushing yards. Perfect. This one was the one that I cannot believe happened. So this was a first half. So this is just a first half bet. Joe Mixon scoring a touchdown. And I'm like, dude, rushing, receiving, got this. He threw a touchdown. <laughs> he threw a touchdown in the first half. And I was like, and, and I had to check it because I'm like, does that count? <laughs> but it just, it, it was just any type of touchdown. And I'm like, guaranteed rushing, you know, punching in or hey, something out of the backfield. Great. Nope. Did not take into consideration that Joe Mixon could throw a touchdown, but it won. So um, I forgot to tell you that in person. So I figured I'd disclose it here. That's awesome. Let me just interrupt you real quick. Um, I was, when you said that, you know, pre-recording that you had an interesting one, I was wondering if it was going to have to do with that because the guy that runs my physical therapy, we were talking Mm -hmm. about the the game and if there, you know, any betting or anything like that. And he was like, I only made one bet on the game and that there would be a non-quarterback thrown touchdown. Wow. (laughs) He made a bet that, that a non-quarterback would throw a touchdown. (laughs) And he's like, and that hit, and it was like, I was, it was, it was so fantastic. The rest of the game was great. He's like, I had nothing to, nothing to like watch or, uh, you know, watch for as far as teams or anything like that. It's like my, that bad hit. And I was just like in the clear. Yeah. We, you might need to keep going to physical therapy because we need that guy's insight. But yeah, all in all, um, I think as it, because I hit the wonky ones and lost um, some of the ones I felt good about, I, it was just a wash for the weekend. Personally, as far as podcasts is related, um, just over two on mine. And so congratulations, Micah. And that is not where Micah stopped winning on Sunday. And, and I want everyone to know he did let me feel it and hear it during the day um, that he was dominating me. So everyone probably knows, but Los Angeles Rams come out victorious, 23 to 20. Bengals covered the spread. But we did say, we're just calling it, pick them. You know, because I believe I had you by half point. Micah ends up winning the playoff pick 'em playoff bet extravaganza that we had. Um, so, top it up for you, Micah. Congratulations. Um, I appreciate we'll, it. Yeah, you got it, man. You earned that thing. Well, let's start with you. What did you think? Just general thoughts about the game, what you noticed, anything that st- stuck out to you the last game of the 2021 22 season? What'd you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a good game. I definitely. I thought that we might get a little bit more higher scoring of a game than we did. Um, I thought we would get a little bit better production out of the quarterbacks than we did. You know, we were, we were talking about it and when we were previewing everything, but I don't know, I thought it was a fun game. You know, it was, it was close. Um, Things were, you know, kind of going back and forth and, you know, all those storylines that we heard about these quarterbacks battling. And I thought that at the end of the day, the Bengals offensive line really just, so the whole time throughout this whole season, this whole playoffs, that was the storyline was that their offensive line was bad, right? But Joe Burrow was overcoming it. Everyone kind of had a feeling that there was a chance that this defensive line was going to be too much, too much of a match for them. And it ended up being, uh, you know, true at the end of the game. But yeah, all in all, I thought it was a, a fun game to watch. You know, we had a good, a good crowd that we watched it with, um, hanging out with the family and a bunch of friends. Cooper Cup wasn't the MVP, right? up until the last drive of that game. <laughs> and when we were talking about, we were going to do some possible receiving yard um, prop bets, um, decided not to, but Cooper Cup's prop bet for him was over under 107 yards. And he was at about 60 
on the last drive of the game, right? But he, you know, Odell Beckham gets hurt, tears his ACL. I feel for you, brother. If you need any info, uh, you know, how, how to recover, just let me know. I can help you out. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. Well, you have given advice to Jameis and Alex Ingold at this point up here. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, but behind the scenes, we don't talk about that. Correct. Much, but Correct. I'm here. I'm a good support system for you, you know, if you, if you need any help. So, but Cooper Cup on that last drive, it was just like they knew the ball was going to him and it didn't matter because he was just going to catch it. Stafford was just going to hit him. Ended up having that final play at the, um, in the end zone, catches that little mini back shoulder fade, which was, interesting I, I didn't necessarily expect that play to happen but you look at it and you're like he's our best player he's got one-on-one right now like give it to him let's do it type of thing so Stafford ended up having you know one of those games where it was like he was kind of underwhelming for what we thought was going to happen and it was kind of like the perfect storm of like a quarterback doing crappy enough to not win the MVP, but good enough for your team to win the game. <laughs> Cooper Cup just kind of snuck in there from that last drive. So it's really me just more venting about not winning the the uh, MVP bet. But all in all, I thought it was a really fun game to watch. Um, I'm, I'm glad we, we didn't get anything that was like super one-sided and everybody was into it. You know, it came down to a final drive on the Bengals side of things. And the first thing I did was I just texted Shelby, said, congratulations, man. And it, he's... For the situation that he's in, I think he's he's you know going to be better um, than it could be. But he is a Lakers, Dodgers, Rams fan um, from his mom's side of things. Grew up that way, so he's probably going to be pretty insufferable soon. Um, mm-hmm. From the last you know just the last three years with all of those teams, I think he's already used the term title town um, to me. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> um, and the last thing I'll say about this game is that the shittiest part about it. The Raiders are no longer the only NFL team with a championship in LA. So, mm-hmm. but all in all, fun game to watch. You know, didn't really have a dog in the fight either way. We had our bets and stuff like that. So it made it fun to watch, kind of nonchalant and just a, a mm-hmm. good day overall. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was, it was a good game and a weird game. Um, like it had it, it's exciting moments, but like, everything else between those plays was just kind of vanilla. You know, it's like, I think de- both the teams, you know, did a good job defensively. Um, Cincinnati's defense um, stepped up, you know, it didn't look good in the beginning. Um, I believe it was uh, 14 to three or something like that, you know, kind of early on. And you're just like, Oh, this could get out of hand. But I think it was 13 to 13 to three because of the missed extra point. <clears throat> and then the Bengals ended up getting into 13, 10 and making the game. But yeah, definitely, you know, Odell goes out there scores a touchdown, um, the first touchdown of the game, ends up hurting his knee. It was kind of interesting because it seemed like, okay, now this is when you just go Cooper Cup, you know, all day long. But Stafford kind of kept playing like as if Odell was out there, you know, and kind of force feeding some guys, third string tight ends, you know, uh, Van Jefferson, like those guys. But they're all good complimentary players. But once it got down to the money-making time, you know, in the fourth quarter, that's when Cup started to, to take off. Um, and I don't know if you saw this too, but – did you know that the MVP votes need to be in before the game is over? It's like midway through the fourth quarter or something like that, that the MVP votes have to be finalized. So they'll, the people who vote on this have to submit them for both teams. And then, and then they go from there. So Cooper Cup was voted MVP before even that last drive, which is crazy. So it's like, yeah, it's 
good that it worked out in that favor, but like, what if nothing happened? Right. And he's just got like a stat line of seven for 50 and a touchdown. It's like, that's weird. You know, that's pretty crazy. I had no idea about that. I wonder if they were like, Odell got hurt. Cup's going to have to do everything. Let's just yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. It was, I think it's, I'll have to look back, look at, it. I, I know that it's before the game's over, but also I don't know what the timing is necessarily, but I think it's like midway through the fourth quarter, which makes no sense at all. But on that last drive, the one that Cup scored the touchdown, you could tell that Eli Apple was playing inside shade. Um, they kind of spread Cup out. I mean, they were on like the one yard line, one or two yard. And so, um, and I'll get to the running stuff in a second, but um, they're on the one or two yard line. Apple's playing inside shade. So, and, and they didn't double team, which makes sense. And they, they kind of had a heavy box because of the fact that they were inside the you know two yard line, but plays inside shade. Usually, I, you know, probably 70% of the times, you know, kind of does that, you know, jump up head fake and then cuts right inside, right across his face for a touchdown, but didn't end up doing that. We're in the back shoulder um, on the outside and game blouses. But um, the crazy thing to me was two things. I just have a bone to pick with both head coaches. Number one, I'm and I'm a big, everyone knows I'm a big, you got to continue to run the ball you know, throughout the game to at least show that you are trying and show that you can here and there. The Rams kept running the ball and I get it that Beckham was out, right? But they got, they were getting nothing. Here's just the stats for you, okay? Between Cam Akers, Henderson, and Sony Michelle, there was 19 carries, okay, for 30 yards. Okay, 19 for 30, less I mean, less than two yards a carry. Okay. And they had, they kept doing it. And it was just like, there's means to an end for that for me. Right. I'm like, Hey, it's good to keep, Hey, you gotta be able to show that you can run the ball, establish on as much as you can, because it makes play action, everything like that, that much better. I get it. And I'm glad I, mean, I get that. You don't need to throw the ball Stafford six times. And to the previous point about in the red zone inside the you know two yard line, it, it made the Bengals think that they would still try to run the ball. So great. But it was just like, they were getting stuffed. And that's when I've gone on the other side and said, Hey, listen, sometimes it's just not working. And that's when let's get into some quick passing stuff. Let's get outside of that or whatever. But it just seemed odd to me that McVay just kept running the ball. And it wasn't like, Oh man, we're only getting three, four five yards. It's like they were getting zero or one or negative yards. Like it wasn't very effective. So there's that. The second part, okay, now this is, I'm not a head coach by any means, but Zach Taylor, what are you doing, Rob? Okay, you have the worst offensive line in Super Bowl history, okay? Um, it was actually the, their, the Super Bowl, or the, the Bengals offensive line performance was the third worst performance out of any offensive line this year, and it was in the Super Bowl, okay? So everyone knows it's happening. Burrow is running for his life. One time. Okay. One time they kept a tight end into block. Okay. So not just five offensive line against D linemen. There was only one time they kept a sixth just in there to block for pass protection because Burrow was under duress all game. You want to know which play it was? Probably a touchdown. Yeah. The first play of the third quarter, the 75 yard touchdown pass to T Higgins. Okay. Now granted, it's not always going to happen that way. Right. But it was only one time they did it. And it was a 75-yard touchdown. And if you talk about the last play of the game, um, outside of the, the kneel downs of the Bengals, where Bengals, or Bengals, where Burrow is escaping and trying to step up in the pocket, Chase just beat Jalen Ramsey. Okay, and you can't play that 
Monday morning quarterback and they're like, you should have just thrown it. Okay, I'm not saying that. But he only needed that one more second to get rid of the ball downfield. He had someone for first down. It was fourth and one. He had someone for the first down. Um, and he also had Chase. Chase just beat Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey had probably one of the worst games of his career, by the way. Okay, there was that face mask of T. Higgins. But outside of that, he got beat multiple times on the first drive. Or not the first drive. Um, the Bengals' first scoring drive, which is a field goal, Jamar Chase, um, where he had that incredible catch. We tracked down. Jalen Ramsey had a bad game. Anyways, Chase beats Ramsey on that. Burrow tries to escape the pocket. Aaron Donald just did Aaron Donald things. But it's like, dude, only one play of the game, they kept an additional person in for pass pro. And it's just like, man, it's not like you had the best O-line in the game. You already had the worst, you know, one of the worst ones in the playoffs. And you're getting your ass kicked constantly, okay? Burrow was under duress all day. And the only time they kept a tight end, to at least give him an extra second to throw was that shot down the field of T Higgins. And just like Zach Taylor, what are you doing, man? You know, maybe try it more than that. But all in all, it was a good game. It was exciting at the end. And it's sad to lose to you. Or sad to lose on, on, on this thing. But, you know, I'm, I actually am happy I lost to you. You're my only competitor. But it, at least it was exciting. At least it made it interesting where it could go either way. So. That was the game that gives us a wrap on the 2021-22 season. Um, so congratulations, Micah. Let's clap it up for you. Let's clap it also up for Shelby. I'm not going to touch on the Lakers-Dodgers fandom, pandemonium, but we'll clap it up for you, Shelby. Congrats, dude. Okay? Congrats, man. Not Maybe ease up on the title town. Okay? It's just not title town just yet. Okay? But we're going to get into some Derek Carr Raider news here to close everything out. But before we do, Micah, Tell the people who this podcast is brought to you by, brought to us by, brought to everyone by. Absolutely. This episode and this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. Cool. Well... Last segment here, we got some Raider news. We're getting into the offseason. 
everyone. Um, there's going to be a lot of Raider content. I know we've done some NFL stuff here just because the Raiders didn't make it past the wild card. Okay, guys, that's just what we had to do. But the looming question of Derek Carr, um, I believe there has been some recent news that is pointing in the direction of the Raiders giving him a contract extension. We talked about it a little bit where um, the interest of McDaniels and Ziegler to actually interview and and want the Raiders job. Um, a lot of it had to do with Derek Carr having an established quarterback. Everyone feels differently about him. That's always going to be the case. But, you know, props to us because we talked about this, but it was basically what they're looking at is a contract extension. So he has one more year on his deal um, for the 22, 2022 season, um, which is you know, we have no dead cap, um, which is why we kind of explored, hey, could we trade him? Could we, you know, we wouldn't cut him. You know, could, would we trade him? Would we just let the contract run out? Um, there's no no cap hit on us, um, but at some point we're going to have to make a decision. The rumored um, contract has been a, you know, potential two to three year extension, anywhere from the 35 to $40 million range um, per year. And I would imagine if we do the three year route, it's going to be lower on the um, yearly, the annual cap. So it'd probably be more of the 35, 37 range. Um, if we go just a two-year extension, I could see it being close to the $40 million mark. Um, so what that would give is I believe he's owed, um, if we do end up, you know, going that direction, he's owed 25 this year. You give him um, two at, you know, two at 80, which basically is a three-year deal at 105. Um, and then you can guarantee a large part of that. You could probably guarantee all the 80 if you needed to. Um, to where it's a three-year deal at 105, you can guarantee somewhere between 70 to 80 million um, over that time. Gives him some some comfort, some stability. Where it's not like this year, where he is kind of playing for playing for a contract, you know. Um, and the Raiders could just cut bait if they needed to. But you know, thoughts on the rumored numbers extension? Any feelings that you had when that report came out? I believe it was over the last two days. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't surprising. You know, we talked about it. Uh, we talked about it with Jake uh, about how that's kind of in the spot that we were at where it was, you know, I don't necessarily see a situation where Carr's not our quarterback and I don't see a situation where he is our quarterback without some type of extension. You kind of hit the nail on the head with, uh, you know, what you were talking about in regards to, you know, money wise, because that's exactly what they're talking about with them. You know, you give them 40 for, you know, two more year extension with 40 each and puts him at 105. Um, you know, that's, that's got him right at 35 million a year for the three years. So that'll kind of equate to where the market value is right now. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, that puts him in like a top six or top eight of the APV for a quarterback. But I think, you know, this has been the writing on the wall for a little while now, especially since Ziegler and McDaniels came in. Um, we just, and and nothing's like nothing's even been offered. They haven't even put any offers on the table. They haven't you know even really had anything outside of the fact that like you know Cars Camp is like talking about things and you know the GM with Zeigler and and the team you know are, are contemplating certain stuff as well. So it's it's one of those things. It's kind of a foregone conclusion. But you know we'll put it out there as a not to brag, but we called it. Halfway on me, halfway on you. And that's just me more piggybacking off of your hell of a call with the money side of things. But I think we probably see that happen, I don't know, within the next couple of weeks, if I had to guess. Um, I know they're not in any dire need to make it get done as soon as possible. But I think this puts the team in a position where they can 
commit to him for the next three years and still be able to build this team and revamp this team, not maybe not revamp it, but, you know, build off of where we're at, you know, and then go whatever the way they want to go, you know, and, you know, four years from now, whether that's like, whether that's keeping him around because he's, you know, you know, showing that he can do more or whether that's, you know, moving on to the next guy that we've either brought in or, or, or what have you. So I think a lot of people out there, the, the car haters are like, what the hell's going on? Why are we extending him? And the car stands are like, see, we told you he was our franchise quarterback. It's almost like an in-between of the both. They're like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna commit to him to the next three years. But that's also not us committing to him as our quarterback for our, you know, for the tenure here of what they're trying to do. I think they're setting themselves up for a good spot of being able to keep going from where we left off, give him some money to see if he can grow within the system and then still be able to move on if things don't get any better or, you know, change at all. So. Yeah, and I, I agree. It's kind of like the you know, the best of both worlds where I was just worried about giving him a longer deal, you know, in the, I guess, four to six year extension range. He's just, he's 30 years old. It's going to be 31, you know, in, in the season coming up. So it's one of those things where, yeah, you give him, you know, we talk about maybe it's a three-year deal in total, four-year deal in total. We have him until he's 34, 35, which I think he can sustain and still be, you know, one of the top quarter, you know, top 10 quarterbacks in the league, just for perspective. Um, you have Russell Wilson's at 35 a year, Deshaun is 39 a year, Dak's at 40, Josh Allen's at 43, Mahomes at 45. So those are the top five right now, average per year. And then Derek Carr right now is that he's at 25 a year. So now you look at it and say, okay, well, top five money, that's that's a little scary. Well, not necessarily because Mahomes and Allen just got paid. You have someone like Russ who he might get dealt, or if he does get a new contract, he's gonna be north of 35 i would imagine rogers he's going to get paid he'll be closer to the 40 range um and then you also factor in stafford what his deal is going to be looking like um and then there's the joe burrow kyler murray's you know of the world that are around that are around there that are going to get you know more money and going to be getting you know probably close to that whatever the market is you have to kind of see market value oh there's lamar jackson too by the way who's negotiating without a, a an agent which is interesting but um, you look at those three guys, they're going to get paid. They're going to get in, you know, close to that 40 million a year mark. So what you're really talking about, once those things level set, those three guys go up, potentially Wilson gets his contract reworked. Rogers will get his contract reworked. Um, and then you got, you know, that basically means Derek Carr, if he falls in that 35 to 40 range, it's, it's really, he'll be in the top 10 of quarterbacks getting paid, which is how they view him as a top 10 quarterback. Um, that's how he's performed those last couple of years. So I don't, see it as a bad thing by any means. I think it's going to be something that is we have, you know, I think it's the right call because we have a team, a playoff caliber team right now. They say caliber because we kind of snuck into the playoffs, but um, we have a team right now. We have a younger team that we can continue to build around, continue to add weapons. We bring in McDaniels, who's going to revamp the offense. And then also we can add pieces and free agency. So we're not in a rebuild by any means. Um, and this kind of allows us to capture that three-year window that we do have just to see what, what, you know, what car ends up performing like and, and how we can continue to add to this team that is, you know, we don't have a ton of blue chip players, um, but we have a few that we can build around um, both offense um, and the defense side of the ball. So I'm excited for it. I think it's a good, good move by the Raiders. Um, and like I said, it's, I think when it's all said and done, when the contract extensions with Burrow, Jackson, Kyler happen, um, Rogers going to rework his deal. Um, you might, you'll probably see Carr fall into that, you know, top 10 category where he's like, 
eight or ninth highest paid. And, and I don't think that's a bad move because if you have to, we're not paying him top dollar, we're not paying him, you know, top three money, but we're going to pay him top 10 money um, for a quarterback that has proven to be consistent um, and also proven to get better each year. Um, now let's get some more weapons around him, see where we can go. Um, because like I said, this isn't just, it's not just car. And then our, the rest of our team sucks. I think we have a lot of good stuff to build around it. Overall, it's the right move. So I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good thing for Raider nation. I don't care where you, which side you stand on, whether it's car stands or car haters, but just sorry guys, unless you want to, because we can't give away our draft capital is the other thing too. So part of that building is building around um, the team that we have. We need to use our draft cap draft capital in the right way. Uh, we need to be able to spend in free agency, which will have a lot of, you know, we, we're probably going to be in the top 10 as far as cap um, available, which is great. So we just aren't able to, I know we toyed around with the idea of trading for Russell Wilson, trading for Aaron Rodgers, trading for Deshaun. I mean, Wilson and Deshaun make a little bit more sense as far as age-wise. Um, Rodgers, who knows how long he wants to play for. He can probably play three or four more years, but then we're talking about the same window and also with a lot more risk because you just don't know if we, um, where he's going to go and we have to restart in that sense. So it's, it's, the, it's a smart call if they end up going that route. So we'll touch on more once, you know, I guess the numbers get rolled out a little bit cleaner. Um, and also if they do end up extending him, we'll obviously touch on that. But that's all we got for you guys. Good, good year. Let's clap it up for everyone. Okay, let's clap it up for everyone that has sustained this year. Um, Raiders made, you know, not to brag, but this is our second year of the podcast and the Raiders made the playoffs again, you know, so I mean, first time in 20 years, basically, not really 20 years. It was, I don't count the Connor Cook era as a Connor Cook year because Carr got hurt. So, you know, we're one for two in our podcasting year. So congrats, Micah. Um, and, you know, we have free agency starts, I believe um, in a month, like the middle of March. Um, and then the draft is at the end of April. So we'll have a lot more content for you guys coming out. Um, and also want to dig into um, more of the film and the tape um, around McDaniels, what McDaniels brings offensively, what Patrick Graham brings. I was actually up at, with Mel Dreamy at his house. He showed me um, another Raiders podcast, which they do a great job of. It's, uh, I, I don't know the name, I, I forgot it. Does the tape don't lie? Tape don't lie, yeah. So those guys do a good job, but they broke down kind of McDaniels and the way he likes to you know, run the offense, use receivers, et cetera, and then also Graham. So I think that'd be good if we can, you know, we could dive into that seat get a bird's eye view of what, what changes that we can make um, understanding that the, you know, the personnel is going to change a little bit um, as far as what we're looking for. So just some things to key in on, which will also kind of indicate the direction that we may be going in the, you know, when we, when we talk about free agency and we talk about the draft. So until then, we love you guys. Peace up, peace up, stand up, peace out. As, as always, um, Raider Nation, hang on. we got the off season kicking into gear. So, Catch y'all next time. Yeah, as always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go check out the website, RaiderTakePodcast.com. Uh, got all the ways you can listen to us. Got all the merch there. Uh, got all our socials. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. We're pre-gaming the dog days of summer right now. We're working into a lot of different things. Free agency, like he said. There's sneaky like stuff to talk about. We say dog days, but it's like free agency and then March Madness, which has nothing to do with football, and then the draft. You know, it's it's when we get into those those June, July time frames. So a lot of uh, a lot of off season stuff to touch on and excited to get into it. So uh, we appreciate it and we will see y'all next week. Peace.